Chapter 10, Gaming and Gamification. Case of the Day. A case. Dad was feeling really burnt out. It was December, and he was halfway through his four-year residency. The beginning of intern year felt like forever ago. He had just come off of a runoff, particularly brutal off-service rotations, during which he guiltily ignored the stack of textbooks and articles on his desk. And he was happy to now be back on his home service for a month. He hadn't seen his fellow residents since September, and Thursday during conference was the first opportunity he would have to catch up. Too bad he'd have to sit through five hours of mind-numbing lectures in exchange for the chance to socialize with his classmates. It was Wednesday evening and Charlotte, Dad's roommate, was all fired up. This is epic! Charlotte had picked up the latest installment in the Call of Duty series for their shared Xbox One on their way home. She was a pro and had already spent three hours turning into the game's campaign mode. You need to check this out, Dad. It's ridiculous. Can't. I got conference in the morning. I gotta prep. Oh, come on. How can that compare to this? You haven't been there in months anyway. What could you be missing? Just read one of those big brain textbooks you have or listen to that goofy guy on that nerdy podcast you listen to? Dad thought about what Charlotte had to say. Her point was well taken. After all, he deserved it, right? He could immerse himself in the world of modern warfare, kick Charlotte's behind, and still not lose much if he just caught up later. You're smarter than you look, Charlie. I'm in. Question for the reader. What elements from Thad's gaming interests might be applied to his academic learning? Overview. Overview. The most basic approach in applying games to medical education is gamification, which is the application of game-like properties to non-game situations. The game-like properties may include rules of play, point scoring, competition with others, chance, and reward for winning. Serious games. The term serious game refers to an interactive game often played on a computing device that has a challenging goal, is fun to play and engaging, incorporates some scoring mechanism, and supplies the user with skills, knowledge, or attitudes useful in reality. A serious game has the following characteristics. A defined outcome that learners must achieve, rules that limit the learner's path to the goal, feedback to the learner, voluntary participation, and achievement of flow and skill and difficulty level. Other useful definitions. Gamification is the use of game design in a non-game context. Gamification has been applied to learning in order to increase motivation and engagement. The following definitions may be helpful. Game, gaming, gamification, and serious game. Game is a form of play or sport, especially a competitive one, played according to rules and decided by skill, strength, or luck. Gaming is the playing of games. Gamification is the application of typical elements of game playing, i.e. point scoring, competition with others, and rules of play, to other areas of activity. Serious game is an interactive application that has a challenging goal, is fun to play and engaging, incorporates some scoring mechanism, and supplies the user with skills, knowledge, or attitudes useful in reality. Here's some background. Although educators have undoubtedly been using game playing elements to enhance learners' experience and retention for centuries. One of the first broadly distributed examples of gamification in education was the creation of 
where in the world is Carmen Sandiego in the mid-1980s? Gamification of education can intersect with other educational theories. For example, combining behaviorism with gamification tells us that the receipt of a reward, like points, is likely to encourage a desired behavior, answering a question correctly. A social constructivist application of gamification will place participants in teams and present them with a problem that requires collaboration and construction of new knowledge in competition against other groups. Serious games differ from gamification in their reliance on the learner's intrinsic motivation to continue the game. A serious game should continually stretch the learner by operating at the outer level of his or her competence and presenting concrete challenges that become harder as skills are mastered. This just-out-of-reach approach to motivation applies the Yerkes-Dodson law to achieve the ideal level of stress to encourage maximal learning conditions. The serious game endeavors to situate the user at a state where he or she is experiencing flow, the psychological state of enjoyment while learning is taking place, which was theorized by Csikszentmihalyi, and simultaneously challenged to master material slightly out of reach aligns with Erickson's concept of deliberate practice. One key limitation of serious games is the need for user initiative. Although the underlying principle is that once the user starts playing, he or she will find the experience enjoyable and be motivated to continue. Additionally, the reliance of serious games on computers may exclude participants who cannot access or are not comfortable with the technology. Here are some possible points of confusion. Of note, when educators look into gamification, they may come across game theory, which is decidedly different. Game theory is a branch of mathematics dedicated to the study of mathematical models of conflict and cooperation between intelligent, rational decision-makers. It was originally applied to zero-sum games, where the gains of one player meant losses for the other players. After the establishment of the pre-existing conditions, game theory is applied to evaluate the likely outcome of the game, in particular, how different strategies will result in different payoff for the players. The classic example of game theory is the prisoner's dilemma. In this game, two prisoners are arrested for the same crime. They are placed in separate cells and told that the other person has also been arrested for the crime. The prisoner must decide uh, whether to remain silent or testify against the other prisoner. The possible outcomes include if both prisoners remain silent and cooperate, they each serve one year in prison. If both prisoners testify against each other and defect, they both have to serve three years in prison. If one prisoner cooperates and the other defects, the one who defects will go free while the other will serve 10 years in prison. Games should also be distinct from toys, puzzles, and stories. A game is not a toy. Toys are freeform and open-ended. In contrast to toys, games have structure, rules, and goals. A game is not a puzzle. Puzzles are static and have only one solution. In contrast to puzzles, games are dynamic and require strategy to arrive to solutions. Lastly, a game is not a story. Stories are linear and passive. In contrast to stories, games are nonlinear and interactive. Modern Takes on This Theory Many would consider that gamification itself is already the modern take on behaviorist theories, which originated with B.F. Skinner. Skinner's work incorporated a number of facets that teachers will note are seen in gamification or other gaming platforms. For example, positive reinforcements, small step-by-step -step tasks, feedback that is provided to students immediately, 
progressively difficult challenges. That said, gamification should not be exclusively thought of as just a reinvention, since it also integrates a fairly important social component and allows for multiple outcomes and paths to success, which is unlike Skinner's original work. Here are some other examples of where this theory might apply. Applications of gamification in the clinical and classroom setting can take many forms. Some examples include simulation, virtual environments, and social and cooperative play. Simulations are activities that center on simulated use of the skills to be developed. Simulations typically require a model of the situations in which the skills would be used and the variables that affect the decisions the player makes. Classically, simulation has not been perceived from the lens of gaming or gamification as it seeks to mimic reality. That said, more recent applications suggest simulation can be reconceptualized to emphasize a gameplay-type approach. Sunga and colleagues suggest that using simulation in a gameplay manner may be useful for learning. Virtual environments may also be used and of value for resuscitation training. Online scenarios for recertification and online teaching platforms also resemble video games and other learning tools. Creation of a trauma patient simulator with points awarded for correct actions taken and increasing level of difficulty as the learner succeeds. Social and cooperative play uses the assignment of points for correct answers in resident conference and in giving a prize to the winner. Social and cooperative play uses the organization of a competitive wearable fitness device community to encourage resident wellness. And it can be used when challenging a learner to a task bound by rules of play in the clinical setting, for example, I want you to go do a lung exam on Mr. Jones and then come tell me what you think we'll see on the chest x-ray. Or pull up the head CT on Ms. Smith and tell me how the findings relate to her symptoms. Here's a simple model of game development to support learning. Should an educator and or instructional designer want to apply gamification or gaming to learning, and learning outcomes, the following model can assist him or her with considering the necessary elements to ensure the development of a sound educational game. The player or learner's decision and actions. The educator should first consider the skills the player needs to learn and the specific actions that the learner would need to take to build on these skills. This process will also assist the educator in identifying any decisions the learner will need to make regarding these skills, as well as the situations, resources, and any other factors that would influence these decisions. Each of these factors should be considered as variables that will contribute to the success of a successful educational intervention that leverages gamification or gaming strategies. Feedback. The educator should build in a process that evaluates the learner during the game, which should distinguish between correct and incorrect or good versus bad decisions. It should also be predetermined how these objective evaluations will affect the course of the game. Does it change the score, the resources available, or future options? The educator should also decide the time with which feedback is delivered to the learner. Is it delayed or is it immediate? Goals. The goals of the game should be clearly delineated. Ideally, these goals should be congruent with the educator's learning objectives. Additionally, does the successful achievement of these goals trigger the end of the game, or does the learner continue to be immersed in the game? 
Mechanics and Resources Game mechanics define how learners' decision in the game interact with game objects or characters or issues. This is where the educator designs the game to abstract real-world concepts or learning issues into game objects. Additionally, the educator should consider any resources the learner will need to use throughout the game, i.e. time, money, lives, turns. And then there's the challenge curve. Learning during the game will come from encountering challenges and devising methods to overcome them. Potential challenges may include, but are not limited to, the following. Active opposition, i.e. the obstructive consultant. Parallel competition, competing with fellow resident. Limited resources, limited diagnostic testing, and limited time. Fine-tuning the progression of challenge is one of the most important aspects of ensuring a successful learning game. The length of the game should also be predetermined, as the duration of the game will dictate how much time is realistically available to allow for an increasing challenge curve. Lastly is the playtest. It is advised that the educator and or instructional designer test or play the game several times before it's introduced to the learners. Both experiences and junior learners can also be invited to test the game. During this iterative process, feedback from participants should be incorporated into fine-tuning the game in order to ensure it meets the overarching goals and learning objectives. Limitations of this theory. Limitations of gamification include the risk that learners will find the experience undesirable and opt out. For example, if learners find it distressing to answer a question wrong in conference, or feel ashamed if their point total is low, they may choose not to participate. Additionally, learners may opt out if the reward is not sufficiently desirable. Gamification is also most appropriately applied to fairly straightforward decision-making rather than complex thought processing. Returning to the case. Case of the day! Jeez, enough already. Thad muttered to himself as he fumbled to turn off his alarm. He looked at the time, 1 p.m. Crap, I missed conference again. He and Charlotte had spent the rest of last night playing online multiplayer and finally crashed at 5 a.m. He felt a bit guilty for missing out on conference, but it was always so boring that he didn't feel a lot of regret. He knew he'd be better off just sleeping and then reading the material on his own later. That said, he knew that was no excuse. He couldn't justify to his peers and the program administrator that he would not be attending conference because it was boring. After all, he was a professional now, an adult, and if he didn't learn the stuff he needed to learn, it would be his patients that suffer. There had to be a better way. Later that afternoon, Dad texted his assistant program director to see if she could meet up for a coffee. I've got some ideas I want to run by you, he wrote. She quickly texted back suggesting that they meet at a local coffee shop. Dr. Cosart had always been pretty cool and approachable, and she was happy to meet with him. As soon as she arrived, Dad began with an apology. I'm sure you noticed this. I wasn't at conference today, and I am sorry for that. I'm not here to make excuses, and I really should have been there no matter what. But I'm going to be straight with you. I spent all night playing Call of Duty, and it was awesome. It gives me a sense of play and competition I just haven't seemed to find yet in residency. So here's my question for you. 
Is there a way we can incorporate gaming into our resident education? Dr. Kozad paused. Well, I can't say I'm shocked that you weren't there, but I'm really pleased you took the initiative here. I've been looking for a resident champion for conference to increase interest. Because let's be honest, there's been no interest. Our seniors are barely making the attendance cutoffs for graduation, and when residents are present, they're completely absent with respect to their attention. In fact, I could have sworn I saw one of your colleagues creating face-swapping videos with a glittering pink bull mastiff on Snapchat throughout the entire thyroid storm lecture. Yeah, they do that. Why? Wait, don't answer that. Well, I don't know a lot about how we do this or any of that education design stuff that you do, but I'd be happy to help out in any way I can. I want to learn, and I want things to be better for all of us. Great. Well... You know we do something similar during our sim days, but I think that there are opportunities to do more. Have you heard of this thing called a virtual ED? No. Well, it's based on this concept of creating virtual online worlds, kind of like what the, the name of that game was... Call of Duty. Call of Duty, okay. I guess kind of sort of like that. Well, what you can do is have people log into this virtual ED and act out scenarios by moving their people around the room just like they would in sim. They can be elsewhere and log into a browser. They have a microphone on their end and everyone else in the virtual room can hear everything. Wait, we could split up the residency into four groups and have like a competition or team-based thing where they all compete to try to win the VEC. The VEC? The Virtual ED Championship. Work with me here. I'm trying. Dr. Kozart was smiling. I think you're onto something. You're going to need to flush this out, but I think you're really onto something. You'll need to find a way to tie it to our core content, as you know we've been getting away from that lately. Awesome. The residents are going to love this. Trust me. I'll grant you the former. The latter? Funny. I'll get a proposal to you by next week. <laughs>